Bad Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Hello everyone. Hello Auntie Nat. Hello Auntie Cecily. Are you excited about our worship time today? I am and I know the boys and girls here are excited about all the children joining us from home, aren't you? Yes. yes. It's so wonderful that you've been joining us each week. And if you're joining in our worship from different parts of the world, or even here in our own backyard, Australia, we love to hear about where you're from. Our address is on the screen on how you can contact us. Hello, Teddy. It's lovely to have you here too, <laughs> as always, isn't it? Anna, could you please say a prayer before we commence our worship time? Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for keeping us safe this week. We thank and praise you for the Sabbath. We thank you for the children that have joined us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Anna. So boys and girls, how was your week? Anything special happen? I've just been on a holiday and saw my new baby cousin. Oh, that's wonderful. What a blessing that must be. And speaking of blessings, let's have a look at our blessing box. Caleb, would you like to open the blessing box and read us about how we can bless somebody else's Sabbath? Yes. Deliver a DVD of a sermon or an encouraging message to someone who is unable to get to church. That would be a nice thing to do. Thanks, Caleb. DVDs are a great way to share about Jesus, isn't it? Can you think of some people who don't know anything about Jesus and giving them a DVD to watch a message about how much Jesus loves them, that could change their lives. What do you think, Auntie Nat? Oh, I think it's a great idea. I used to have a DVD ministry and I know many people were blessed. Caleb, can you think of what type of DVD you might like to give to a friend? A program like ours. That sounds like such a great idea, Caleb. Sharing our program with others, I'm sure, would be a blessing because it tells people about Jesus. Yes. Aunt Cecily, you have a message to share with us as well. Yes. For many weeks now, we've been talking about the second coming of Jesus and how we can trust and believe in God's promises in the Bible. Later in our Bible study, we'll learn what can happen to our lives if we do not repent of our sins. When Adam and Eve sinned, it changed everything. Mm. God didn't want sin to last forever. That's why Adam and Eve were permanently shut out of the Garden of Eden, where the tree of life was. Mm. It was the tree of life that could give them eternal life when they ate the fruit. So God barred their access to it. Also, before Adam and Eve sinned, they could talk to God face to face. But after sin, they could no longer do this. Mm. Sin caused a barrier between God and man. And then God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross to break down that barrier for us. And when Jesus takes us to heaven, the tree of life that was in the Garden of Eden will be restored to us. Mm. We'll have free access to it again mm. and live forever with Jesus. We'll also commune once again with God the Father and Jesus the Son 
face to face with no barriers in between. God misses us so much and wants us home with him. Listen to this verse found in Revelation 22:14. It says, Blessed are those that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. God is so good. Let's believe in his promises. Amen. Thanks, Annie Cecily, for sharing that with us. Jesus really wants us back in heaven with him. And I can see that Pastor Rick has joined us again. Thank you so much, Pastor Rick. Now, Pastor Rick, I know you'd like to say hello to someone who's been watching A Day with the King. Indeed, I do. Have a special friends and family who live in Queensland who watch A Day with the King regularly. Hello to the Kelly family. Thanks for being a part of our journey down here. And children, I have a song called I Shall See the King Now. Can we sing this one together? Yes. Okay, let's do it. I shall see the King where the angels sing. I shall see the King someday. In the better land, on the golden strand, and with Him shall ever stay. In His glory, I shall see the King, and forever let His praises sing. Was on Calvary. I shall see the King someday. Pastor Rick, may we sing Jesus Loves Me? I think we should sing that song because it's a beautiful song. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. I'm so happy. Okay, Amber, I'm just thinking we can sing it if we are happy. Are we happy? <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll sing it then. I'm so happy, here's the reason why Jesus took my burdens all away. Now I'm singing as the days go by, Jesus took my burdens all away. Once my heart was heavy with the load of sin, Jesus took the Lord and gave me peace within. Now I'm singing as the days go by. Jesus took my burdens all away. 
Thanks, Pastor Rick. I can't help but feel happy when we sing songs about all the things Jesus has mm. done for us. Now let's join Dr. John in his study and find out what surprise he has for us this week. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Dr. John and welcome to Storytime. And the boys and girls watching, it's really good to have you too. I want to tell you a story about a boy. I don't even know his name. How could I sit here and tell you a story about someone with no name? He did have a name. And this story was told to me by a missionary called Pastor Horry Watts, who lived in the Solomon Islands. And he saw the little boy, and he knows the story. The little boy had his prized possession was a canoe. He loved to paddle in that canoe. And you know, if you and I got into that canoe, we'd probably tip it over. But he would paddle a long way and his mother would say, don't go too far. But he actually paddled it one day from one country to another. He didn't realize he'd crossed an invisible line and he paddled for hours. And he saw an island coming up and he thought, I'm a bit thirsty and a bit hungry. I can hear people over there. So he paddled and his canoe scrunched up on the beach. And when he got there, he could see the noises weren't very happy. He could hear crying and wailing. So he walked closer and he had walked into a funeral and a young mother had died. And just as she was dying, she gave birth to a little baby boy. And you know what they were going to do? This sounds terrible to us, but they took that baby and they were putting it into the grave. It was still alive with its mother. And the little boy said, hey, 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 you can't do that. They said, sorry, it's our custom. We can't look after the baby. Oh, no, no, no. Well, do you want the baby? Oh, I'm only 11. I'm too young to be a daddy. Have you got any 11-year-old boys here? Hey, how would you like to have a baby? Would mum be surprised when you got home? <laughs> I know your mum, she would be very surprised. <laughs> well, he took the baby. He put it in the canoe and the sun was beating down. Everybody was saying, bye-bye, off you go. Oh, he said, just a minute. And he went and got a, a banana leaf. He laid it across so the sun wouldn't hurt the little baby. And he started to paddle for hours, heading home. And when he got home and the canoe scrunched up there, his mummy says, where have you been? What have you been? What's that noise? Oh, mummy, I've got a surprise for you. This is my son. What? He was given to me today. They were going to bury him alive. You don't know how to look after a baby. He's hungry. He's crying. He hasn't been fed for hours. The baby was screaming. Quickly, she took the baby and she ran around the village and she found all the mothers with young babies because they were feeding them. And she said, this baby wants a drink. Oh, give it here. Gave the baby a little drink of milk. Went to the next mother, had a bit more. Went to the next mother and round and round the village it went. Then he started to grow. And mother said, I've got a surprise for you. Go and plant a garden because he's your baby and you're his daddy and you've got to feed him. He won't drink milk for long. He went out and he dug a garden and watched it grow. 
And the little boy started to eat, and he called his 11-year-old father, Daddy. And then the holidays were finished, and it was time to go to school. And he said, bye-bye, Mum, I'm off to school. Where do you think you're going? You're going to take your son to school. And so the little baby went to school, and all the way through school, he had his son, the little baby, with him, and the son grew up. And finally, he became a strong man, and he became a Christian, and his father was only 11 years older than him. But without that, if that boy hadn't been a Christian, in a Christian village where a Christian missionary had come and taught them how to live properly, he would have died at the age of one day. He would have been buried alive. Instead, he had a loving father. And you know, we have a loving heavenly father. And he must look at us as though the devil is burying us alive and the devil laughs. But our heavenly father, and this one was only 11, but our Heavenly Father has saved us from the devil. And that is the wonderful story of the 11-year-old daddy. Thank you, boys and girls. Welcome, boys and girls. I'm so glad you came back to our Bible study. If you haven't got your Bibles ready yet, go get them now so you can follow along with us. JJ, would you like to say a prayer for us to open our study today? Yeah, thank you. Dear Father, thank you for our Bibles. Help us to understand what we read and to take it to our heart. Be with the children watching at home. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now, Kate, we studied about something interesting last week. What was that about? The Israelites demanded a king. Yes, they did. And who ended up being the first king of Israel? Saul. Yes, it was, wasn't it? And today we're going to study about what happened to King Saul. So in Saul's second year of his reign, his son, Jonathan, decided to go up and attack the Philistine garrison at Geba and was successful. War was declared and Saul calls all the men to fight. Matthew, can you please read 1 Samuel 13, 5 to 7. Then the Philistines gathered together to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horse, and people as the sand which is on the seashore in multitude, and they came up and encamped in Michmash to the east of Beth Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, well, the people were distressed. Then the people hid in caves and thickets and rocks and holes and in pits. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him trembling. Wow. So when the Israelites saw how vast the Philistine army was, they ran and they hid and deserted as they were so scared. Let's see what happens next. Bethany, can you please read 1 Samuel 13, 8? Then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him. So Samuel had previously instructed Saul that he was to wait seven days at Gilgal before war. So Samuel could come and offer a sacrifice to God for protection and victory for the Israelite army. Okay, Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 13, 9 to 12, please? So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and peace offerings here to me. And he 
offered a burnt, the burnt offering. Now it happened as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering that Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattered from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines gathered together at Michmash, then I said, The Philistines will now come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made the supplication to the Lord. Therefore I felt compelled and offered a burnt offering. Mm. So Saul made the offering because he was impatient. Was he supposed to do the offering? No. No, Samuel the priest was supposed to. But Saul told Samuel that because the army had deserted him, he felt he had to offer the sacrifice to try and bring his men together. Saul instead should have been encouraging his men during those seven days and leading them to seek their hearts in repentance to God, preparing them for the arrival of Samuel. Let's see what Samuel says to Saul. Caleb, can you please read 1 Samuel 13, 13 to 14? And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has set for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Mm, thanks, Caleb. So Samuel is prophesying that because of what Saul did, another king is going to take his place. Saul did not want to repent of his sin, but just offered excuses to Samuel. Because of Saul's sin, an unrepentant heart, God was going to use someone else to have the honour of defeating the Philistines. JJ, let's see who that is. Can you read First Samuel 14, 6-7? Then Jonathan said to the young man who bought his armour, Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us. For nothing restra restrains the Lord for, from saving by many or by few. So his armor bearer said to him, Do all that is in your heart. Go then, here I am with you according to your heart. Thanks, JJ. So Jonathan was a great man of faith and he was Saul's son and he was moved by the Holy Spirit. He believed that God could deliver them. Chapter 14, 1 tells us that Jonathan left the Israelite encampment without his father knowing. So Jonathan and his servant were successful. We are told that the earthquaking was angels from heaven fighting for them. Meanwhile, a watchman comes up to Saul in the Israelite encampment and tells them there is something strange happening over in the Philistine encampment. So in the confusion of Jonathan and his servant attacking the garrison of the Philistines, they started attacking one another. Do you know what? God can cause the enemy to destroy itself. We don't need to fear. Mm -hmm. Bethany, can you please read 1 Samuel 15, 1 to 3? Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. Now he, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. 
Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Mm, what a command. You know, God was giving Saul one more chance of being faithful and obedient. 400 years before, when the children of Israel had left Egypt, the Amalekites had attacked the Israelites. These people were a fierce warlike tribe and they had committed terrible idolatry. God had given them 400 years to repent and turn from their sin, but they hadn't and God had been very long-suffering with them. So Saul assembled his army and off he went. Kate, can you please read 1 Samuel 15, 5 to 7. And Saul came down to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Canaanites, Go, depart, get down from the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Amalekites, and Saul attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. Well done, Kate. There's some tricky words there, isn't it? Even Auntie Nat gets caught on those. Okay, Caleb, can you please read 1 Samuel 15, 9? But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. Did Saul do what God had asked him to do? No. no, no. Saul's prideful heart wanted to parade the evil king in their victorious return so Saul could be honoured. This was a custom of the surrounding nations. But all honour was to go to who? God. To God. They kept the Amalekites' animals so they didn't have to give up their own animals as a sacrifice to God. JJ, can you please read 1 Samuel fifteen ten to 11? Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and, it, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Thanks, JJ. So Samuel, do you know what? He loved Saul as his own son. He had taken him under his wing, and tried to teach him to obey and love God. But God allows us to have free choice because God does not force us to love him. Saul had exercised his free choice and had chosen not to obey God. For this, Samuel was very sad. Aunt Cecily, can you please read 1 Samuel fifteen thirteen to 14? Then Samuel went to Saul and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel said, What then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. Mm. So Saul had lied to Samuel because he said he had done everything that God had asked him to do. But what could Samuel hear in the background? The lowing of oxen. Yes, he could hear the animals, couldn't he? Let's have a look at our torchlight, Anna, and see what that shines on those verses for us. 
When called to the throne, Saul had a humble opinion of his own capabilities and was willing to be instructed. He had, had he remained humble, seeking constantly to be guided by divine wisdom, he would have been enabled to discharge the duties of his high position with success and honour. Mm, thanks, Anna. So Saul basically got a big head. He lost his humbleness before God and he neglected to confess his errors and sins before God and he became very prideful. Let's have a look at our memory verse found in Proverbs 16, 18 to 19. And let's read that together. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. So boys and girls, we've learnt today that being prideful and unrepentant only leads to trouble. God wants us to totally depend on him. Thank you, boys and girls, for reading along with us. We have a devotional available that goes into more depth on what we study. Here's how you can get that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can download our devotionals free from our website at www.adaywiththeking.com. Hey, Nick, don't forget about Teddy. Oh, yes. While you're there, you can visit Teddy's blog. He has posted some videos of his intense training for the show. Boys and girls, we want to hear from you. Send us an email on how you're enjoying the show. So hop online today. Thanks, Nick and Sarah. Boys and girls, we'd love to hear from you. Auntie Nat, can you tell us what we're going to be studying next week? Sure, yes. Next Sabbath, we're going to study about a giant. We have something special to show you, so you make sure you come back next week. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we learnt today? Yes. You ready, children? Let's read this together. Proverbs 16, 18 to 19. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Guess what, Auntie Nat? Another worship time's almost over. Oh, I can't believe it. Just zooms by. Matthew, what did you learn about the King today? That Jesus died on the cross for us so that we could live forever in heaven with him. Oh, oh yes, Jesus did an amazing thing for us. He loves us so much. He wants us back in heaven with him. Kids, are you ready to sing the blessing song? Yes. Okay, yeah. so turn around and let's do that to the children at home. May God bless you and
to get to heaven because I can hang out with Jesus. I can't wait to get to heaven so I can see God's wonderful nature. I'm looking forward to going to heaven because we are able to live forever. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you kids and remember to join us next week.